Welcome to the All About Life podcast, a podcast that explores topics relating to marriage, parenting, finances, and more. Created to help you and your family stay healthy and grow spiritually. Now for this month's episode, here's your host, Jared Stevens. Well, welcome to another episode of All About Life. Now, in this episode, going to unpack the topic of anxiety. Now, uh, over the past year, we've kind of gone through all the unknowns and trying to reestablish new schedules and routines. And uh, under the circumstances, a normal response would be to feel worry or fear about the unknowns, but if not dealt with, it can escalate into feelings of anxiety and even depression. And I read that some research found that the United States uh, Google searches for worry and anxiety and therapeutic techniques to manage those have increased during the pandemic. Well, our guest today is Monica McConkie. She is a mental health specialist with Eyes on the Horizon. Uh, Monica, thank you so much for joining us once again on All About Life. It's a pleasure to have you again. Oh, so great to be here. Thanks for having me back. So let's talk about uh, anxiety and with the pandemic, that's probably increased quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. I think there is kind of almost a prevalent sense of unrest, um, not just in the country, but in the world. There's just a lot of unknowns and uncertainty. And so I would agree that with all of life stuff going on and you throw the pandemic on top of it, there is definitely feelings of unease, worry, stress, anxiety, all the above. So with anxiety, would there be kind of different levels to anxiety? Because, I mean, there are some normal responses to, uh, to just life stuff in general, isn't there? Absolutely. So when you talk about, like, starting just to talk about stress – I mean, stress is not always bad. Stress kind of gets us up in the morning, gets us going, helps us meet deadlines. You know, it can be, it can lead to really good productivity. But then you have that point where stress kind of, the the productivity peaks. And if stress keeps going, it becomes almost, um, well, distress. And people start to have experiences of like fatigue and burnout and failing health. And that's where you would be seeing some of your more intense levels of anxiety or when maybe it would be uh, diagnosed by a mental health professional as an anxiety disorder would be after it's gone kind of past that point of normal stress, something you can roll with, something that you can still carry on your daily routine and activities and it's not disrupting you. When it gets past that point, then it definitely becomes a concern. Talk about those anxiety disorders. What would be kind of some common anxiety disorders that maybe you've seen? Well, um, there's generalized anxiety disorder, which is that general sense of anxiety. But when people um, are diagnosed with anxiety, a lot of times it's when it's taking an extreme toll on them and it's affecting their daily functioning. Maybe it's lasted longer than, say, six months um, and it's starting to interfere with their life, their ability to go to work, parent, be in a relationship meet daily needs, whatever. So some of the more common diagnoses related to anxiety would be panic disorder. You may hear about people experiencing panic attacks that are really debilitating. Not only 
does that include having the panic attack? But then there's also that fear and anxiety of a pending attack. So it's kind of compounds the issue. And then, of course, all of our phobias. So excessive fear of specific either objects or situations or activities. There's social anxiety. That's an extreme fear of being judged by others in social situations. So you may see those folks tending to isolate more. Obsessive compulsive disorder is an anxiety disorder. So that's where people have recurring irrational thoughts that lead them to perform really specific repetitive behaviors like they may and and this is interesting during a pandemic when we're saying wash your hands wash your hands wash your hands well some people struggle with that that their fear of say germs or bugs on their hands they're repeatedly obsessively washing hands to the point that you know it's it's too much you know it's just interesting when you throw a pandemic into the mix for people already struggling with something like OCD. And then you have things like separation anxiety that we often see with younger kiddos being separated from parents. Um, And then, of course, PTSD, that post-traumatic stress disorder, is also an anxiety-related disorder that follows a traumatic event or a series of traumatic events. So that's kind of the ones that top the list anyway of being more common. Would I be correct to uh, think that you know, stress would lead to anxiety and then anxiety would kind of lead to depression. Are those kind of the same thing or are they very different? Well, they have similarities and they have differences. So it's not a a linear flow like that. That would be simple, wouldn't it? Because then we could just intervene at, at different points, but it can ebb and flow and anxiety and depression actually can exist together. So they can, people can experience both anxiety and depression at the same time, or they can be anxious with depressive features, or they can be depressed with anxious features. And so the two of them can really interact. And I think that's a common misconception that people think you're either anxious or you're depressed, but not both. But a lot of people are both and their anxiety plays into their depression and their depression um, exacerbates their anxiety. Well, we're speaking with Monica McConkey from Eyes on the Horizon. So as we continue our, our talk here on anxiety, what are some things that people could do to recognize that something doesn't seem maybe quite right? Or what are some signs that people can use to recognize that it's time to seek professional help. Right. Well, common symptoms of anxiety would include things like really excessive worry that you're just not able to overcome or turn off, racing thoughts, difficulty sleeping, restlessness, even like physical symptoms, increased heart rate, rapid breathing. So a lot of times it's, it's scary to people when they're experiencing anxiety because they almost feel like they're going to have a, a heart attack or asthma attack or something like that because they're, they find themselves breathing fast, their heart's beating fast. It's like a fear response. We talk about uh, COVID-19 and how that's really kind of reshaped kind of who we are as, as people. Definitely, we worry about the physical side of COVID with the uh, virus itself, but it's uh, certainly kind of wreaked havoc on our mental state as a people from 
uh, things shutting down, schools not being the same. Uh, can you maybe talk about some of uh, the things that maybe you're seeing? Oh, that's, you know, that's such a, a good point because the effects of anxiety coming out of this pandemic are so far reaching and it can include, you know, for sure there's financial issues and people struggling over loss of work or loss of business all the way to fear and anxiety about actually contracting the virus and and getting sick. We're seeing um, people really struggling with the fear of the unknown and anxiety over when is this going to end? What is this going to look like? Um, Kids, they're struggling with the social isolation piece and there's just a lot of anxiety. I've heard stories about really young kids who are so struggling with the fear of their own mortality Um, in regards to the virus. And so, gosh, the effects are really far reaching. And I think when you combine that with the really stressful and tumultuous political climate right now, and the stressful and tumultuous racial climate right now, and you throw all of those things together, um, that is a lot of unrest and a lot of stress for, for the country. Well, we're visiting with Monica McConkey from Eyes on the Horizon and uh, talking about anxiety today here on All About Life. And I was going to talk to you about uh, how it affects children. Like uh, I have uh, a 14-year-old and she was going from middle school into high school. And this is the year of transition. So not only did she have that weight on her shoulders, now with the pandemic, it's uh, we're in a hybrid kind of education now where she's there and she's not there and the kids are six feet apart and uh, just not really kind of what they're used to. Talk about how it's, how it's affected our kids. Oh gosh, this is a huge um, topic and it's going to be interesting post COVID to see the research and the studies that come out of this. But what I'm seeing right now with different clients that I meet with is definitely that sense of unease and it's, it's kind of a shift of sometimes feeling like I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I'm going to try to make, I'm just going to live like normal. And then they butt up against something that prevents them from being able to live like normal. So maybe a friend tests positive or maybe their team has to quarantine or what have you. And so all of a sudden they're kind of thrown back into that world of the unknown and nothing is as it should be. My daughter kind of put it really well. She's 17 heading into her senior year. And when the pandemic was probably, we were probably a month in, she said, you know, mom, this is the first time in my life that I've not been able to go to an adult and have them answer my questions. And so I think that general unease of not having the security that their trusted adults in their life know what's going to happen or what to expect is really throwing some kids off. It's just, it's robbing them of their sense of stability in a way. And so the best that us as parents and you know those who work with youth can do is do what we can to foster good, solid relationships and to provide as much stability as we can, even in the face of a lot of instability 
to, you know, be there, do as, do as much as we can that's normal, stay positive ourselves, be looking for the future, have hope. Like that's all really important to offer security to our kids. As parents, as we're kind of walking through this whole thing with our kids, uh, what would be some, some signs or things that we should be watching uh, for in our kids to say, okay, I, we need to really deal with this. Mm-hmm. You know, when you are a parent and you have a child, you know that child. So you know their personality. You typically know how they function, how they look, how depending on age, how their hygiene is, what their moods are like. And so during difficult times like this, or really any time, when we start to see a departure from that baseline functioning, it's really time to dig in and kind of explore with them what's going on. Again, I work with kids who are going through the the first thing their parents noticed was maybe too much time isolating in their room. Well, that's tough when you're homebound doing in-home school. You know, part of that is just the way it is. But I think when you start to notice that it's becoming a problem, that they're isolating in other areas of life, that's a concern. Really check in with them. If their eating habits are changing, you know, the basics, eating, sleeping, if those things are changing, if they're starting to complain of ailments, so common in young kids when they're anxious, is uh, stomach upset. My middle son, who graduated last year when he was a little boy, he would have a stomach ache every morning. And I mean, I was just shy of hauling him to the doctor and having like lactose or glucose or whatever tests done to find out what was going on. And then one week, he had no symptoms at all. And it was because one teacher was on vacation. And so because of his, whatever the dynamics were between he and this teacher, there was stress and anxiety there. We had no idea. And he didn't know. And so it's hard for kids, especially younger kids, to pinpoint where the source of their anxiety is coming from. So you are going to see it come out in their behaviors, in in, uh, complaints of physical ailments, in change in their um, moods or personalities or routines. As we look at anxiety as a whole, what would be maybe some coping strategies to uh, help us get through those real anxious times? Well, you know, um, and this is a great place to talk about this because um, studies that have been done on resilient people, people who have, who have gone through difficult times and have gone through it and come out on the other end maintaining positive attitude, maintaining good mental health, feeling like they're moving forward. One of the hallmarks of those folks is that they have a faith, that they have uh, spiritual beliefs. It's kind of funny because I'll have clients say to me, and I even went through this, we read in the Bible these verses that's like, be, don't be anxious about anything. Cast all your care on him. It's like, well, it's easy to read it and say it. But it's not so easy just to say, okay, I'm not going to worry today. Okay, I'm not going to be anxious today. You know, but it's within that relationship that we have with our God that we're able to um, have that sense of hope for the future and know that there's somebody beyond ourselves 
that has control over all of this chaos and, and, and mess, I guess, if you want to look at it like that, like a lot of us feel um, is the state of the world right now. So I think fostering that sense of spiritual belief, both with, within your kids and yourselves is super important. And a lot of times is what I see, what I see when people are going through really difficult times and they're highly anxious is that sense of spirituality has taken a back seat because of everything else. And so they've, they've kind of gotten away from it and they're not relying on that as much to pull them through anymore. So it's kind of taking some steps back and, you know, re-energizing that and, and rebuilding that faith that you have. So that's definitely one intervention. Other things you can do, just, just really basic, simple things. And I just got off the phone with a client today and she was really struggling with a lot of anxiety and she could feel it coming on. And so we just implemented some simple things like pause and take some really deep breaths. And while you're taking those deep breaths, think about your breathing because your mind can't think about your anxiety and your breathing at the same time. So it's focusing in. Another intervention if you're dealing with anxiety is to spend time every day in prayer and meditation and mindfulness. So maybe that's a walk outside, just paying attention to what, what am I seeing? What am I smelling? What am I hearing? You know, all, all of your, your five senses, get them all tuned in and spend time on each one of them separately, intentionally taking in, you know, like sight. What am I seeing? What colors am I seeing? What shapes am I seeing? And then move on to hearing. And that, that has a way of calming. Another thing is to try to shift your thinking from, from the emotions to uh, a more planning, problem-solving prioritizing approach. So if you have a problem in front of you that you're feeling anxious over, back that up, identify what's the cause of that anxious thought and tackle that, make a plan for that. And what that does is it changes the part of the brain you're using. It changes the part of the brain that's giving a lot of the emotional output to the part of the brain that's helping you think and plan and prioritize. And so that can help you shift and, and be productive again. Two little things that I work with people every day, we're working on things like that. Taking a walk, taking deep breaths. Some good insight there. And to kind of build off that, just wondering if there's any kind of lifestyle changes that a person can make to help with that as well. Absolutely. So if, um, and I know this won't, be a popular thought, but you know, caffeine typically doesn't help anxiety. <laughs> um, so, you know, things that naturally get your heart beating faster may exacerbate um, already existing feelings of anxiety. So, think about just uh, basic needs. So, drinking water. Um, are you hydrating enough during the day? Do you need to look at what and how you're eating? Um, It's just setting ourselves up for our ability to handle stress in a better way. So it doesn't solve problems. You know, drinking a gallon of water every day doesn't mean we don't have bills to pay and work and, and tough relationships and whatever, but it sets us up to be able to handle those things in a better way. So yeah, definitely just your basics of exercise, eating healthy, super important, you know, alcohol and, and drug use, 
are really difficult. They, a lot of people resort to those actually as a way to cope with anxiety and depression. And so they're self-medicating to counteract the, how they feel from anxiety and depression. Um, the problem is that it compounds it and brings a lot of other um, negatives into play. It's really looking at how do we cope in a positive way that isn't going to make the situation worse. Well, we've been visiting with Monica McConkey from Eyes on the Horizon today, talking about anxiety. I know there's probably a lot more that can come in this area that we could uh, visit about, but uh, just want to say thank you for, for sharing with us a little bit more about what we can do as people to cope better with, with that anxiety. So thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. It's great to be here. So if people have uh, any questions, uh, maybe they're dealing with some anxious thoughts and they just and they just need somebody to talk to, what would mm -hmm. be the best way to uh, get, get a hold of you? You know, let me give you my website. It is eyesonthehorizon.org. And all my contact info is there, social media, email, cell is on the website. So that's probably the easiest way to find me. All right. Well, Monica, thank you so much for your insight today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us today for the All About Life podcast, helping families stay healthy and grow spiritually. The All About Life podcast is a presentation of Life 97.9.